Welcome into the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. We are taping this on Thursday, January 20th. Looking ahead to the division round playoffs. And I'm Doug Kazarian, by the way. Odds maker John Murray will join me momentarily. So, exciting weekend upon us. Hopefully a lot more competitive football than we saw last weekend. Several blowouts. Several several intriguing games, obviously, that got started with Bears. Not Bears. Bengals and Raiders, which came down to the final uh, second. So, that was exciting on that front. So, we're going to discuss how the book did, how the book's poised to protect itself maybe in the futures market moving forward and also with the one seeds now in action how this divisional round will look so tons to get through we want to thank everyone who did join us monday night on espn plus part of the mega cast as the daily wager team teamed up with the nfl live crew and we did another betting verge bet cast essentially but it was mega cast between the lines a lot of fun it was a blowout but that's the beauty of in-game betting makes it much more competitive so we'll get to that um, in terms, I'm sorry, we'll get to this weekend coming up next, and we'll try to pick up the pieces on a beatdown in Baby Bankroll Bonanza. Kicking is for losers. Time now to bring in Mr. Executive Director, who is all but clinched the Baby Bankroll Bonanza. I choose the wrong time to press, and it blew up in my face, which is par for the course because I've been, you know, pretty awful all season. Now, it's tough because I've, you know... I come up with better plays for the show sometimes on the weekend. You just got to wait and let let plays come to you. But it's been a disaster here. Well, you pressed on Dallas, correct? Yes. So the the Dallas game, we said on the show last week when we spoke that we saw a lot of sharp guys on Dallas. And then right right before kickoff, we saw that market move from Dallas minus three to minus three and a half. It takes some very respected money to move an NFL playoff game, such a high volume market like that by from three to three and a half, right at post time like that. Very respected money on the Cowboys in that game. And really sort of a no show from Dallas. You know, I don't know that San Francisco played well offensively at all, but the Dallas offense could never get going. And just a, it kind of, they wasted their whole season. You know, the Cowboys, they, they really, they cruised to a division title. And in retrospect, after seeing Philadelphia's performance on Sunday morning, it makes me think that the Cowboys just took advantage of an easy division more than anything else. And and they were really never a, a real a true Super Bowl contender. What I saw from them on Saturday or Sunday, that team was never going to beat Tampa Bay or Green Bay anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing because I not only bet on Mike McCarthy, I bet on Cliff Kingsbury. And right. I understand <laughs> doesn't just about that but you can't ignore major significant contribute you know variables and that's that's what i did so shame on me that's another one it's another one we saw a lot of sharp money on you talk about the cardinals game that was the monday night game that that number was at three for a while close three rams three Mm -hmm. uh we 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 had to move up because we had a gentleman come in and put two hundred thousand on the rams that afternoon but uh and he waited for the right time he waited until we got down to three he put 200k on the rams moved us back up but that, that was a really, really sharp side as well. And then the other one, right after the Dallas game ends, you got you know a huge crowd here at the Superbook in Las Vegas getting ready for the Sunday night game. A lot of excitement in the room. We had the Pittsburgh Penguins out here. They were hanging out watching the uh, Steelers-Chiefs game because oh, they, cool. they, they were in town to play the Golden Knights. Kind of cool seeing all the, uh, the Penguins in there. And all of a sudden, the Steelers market just crashes. They're taking 13, 12 and a half, 12. We got down to 11 and a half on that game. And they get blown out. Hmm. So uh, the sharp groups that we saw playing here 
We did see a lot of sharp money on Buffalo. You saw that number steam up. They crushed New England in the wild card game Saturday night. But Dallas, Arizona, and Pittsburgh, we saw sharp, respected play on all three of those sides. All three of those sides moved the market quite a bit. And all three of them really weren't even close to covering. So kind of shocking. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so, you know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. But thank you for the compliments. What a bad, bad weekend for the house with all the favorites and the popular uh, teams. We needed the Raiders, man. We had so much money on the Bengals. That ended up being our biggest decision of the weekend. We had some really, really large bets on Cincinnati. And uh, I thought now I know that everyone is going to say that I'm just crying. And maybe I am. But I, I thought the Raiders uh, really got a, a tough whistle Saturday well, afternoon I, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, look, that touchdown was going to happen anyway, but still you had to replay the down. But either way, I, I want to shift there because I think Cincinnati's getting a little too much love here. They did allow the Raiders, who botched the spike on first down. I, I really love Tennessee here. I love Tennessee first quarter, first half as well, particularly. I think they play with an edge that doesn't really translate to the, you know, the, the analytics. I think Vrabel's pushing all the right buttons. I think they come out like gangbusters, kind of like the Niners did last week. And since he, unless Joe Burrow is fantastic and he might, he might play that way. Mm -hmm. He is, well, first of all, he is great, but I'm saying, unless he's just unbelievable in this game, I think Tennessee's the right side. Well, we've been, we've been guilty and, and I'll, I'll lump myself in there as part of, we uh, been guilty of underestimating the Titans all year. Yeah, me too. And, me too. and it looks like we underestimated the Titans. When we opened this game, we opened a Tennessee two and a half. We quickly, and, and a lot of, a lot of people in the room, myself included thought it should have been even lower than two and a half. And the market moved up. Then we went to 320 on Sunday night. We had a guy, respected player, who the market usually moves his way. He bet he laid minus three, minus 20 for 50K. And then on Monday, either Monday morning or Monday afternoon, I had a guy come in and put 90,000 more hmm. on the Titans. So we're, we're hung out pretty big on Tennessee. Now, obviously, the majority of the money we write on this game is going to come in here in the next 48 hours. Uh, but right now we've got a pretty big liability to the Titans. And we've been a little surprised by that because the betting market has not respected the Titans all season. And we were a little surprised to see all these groups weighing in on Tennessee here. I think there's a, there's a, a thought in the room that the Bengals only won that division because of injuries and COVID issues to some of the other teams, Lamar Jackson, of course, some of the other AFC North teams is what I mean. But uh, I've been surprised to see everybody pile in on the Titans. Uh, against Cincinnati here. What do you think is going to happen between now and kickoff or the public? And you know? uh, I think that you're going to get, so what you always get in the divisional round is public dog play, because especially when you're talking about the one seeds, because people haven't really seen Tennessee or Green Bay play a significant game in weeks. So it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind thing. And they just watched the Bengals and the, and the 49ers have very good wins last weekend. So there will be some public money for the Bengals here, but Right now, we could use a little bit of money on the Bengals because we're we're pretty extended on Tennessee. Right. Uh, speaking of late money and all that during the week, how about the Eagles' late money? It's just like the regular season. Yeah, no, it's so true. The Eagles are – it's a great point. I forgot about them. We talked about the market moving against all those other sides. Right. Philadelphia is another example. You're correct. That We closed that game. Bucks minus seven flat as all this money poured in on the Eagles. And then we watched – you know, uh, I'm not going to name I'm not going to name names here because I'm a I'm I'm first class. I'm a classy guy. But one of the guys in our risk room really liked Philadelphia on Sunday morning. You could probably guess who that was. It was Ed. I talked. I was uh, texting him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What's with What's with this number?" And, and, and he's uh, like, "You know, the, the 
I'm like, you know, Philly struggled against elite teams. And he's like, well, this version of Tampa is not elite. I'm like, that's a fair point because, oh, we'll because of all the injuries. But, um, well, yeah. Ed, so you, you named him, you named him, not me, but it was, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Ed, Ed's telling me Philadelphia. And then I think Tampa got the ball first and they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah, but they got a, they got a rough in the passer yeah, call. They that did. was very well, lucky. Very, very common, I would argue, for Tom That's Brady. That's true. That's true. For Tom Brady, I'd say that happens all the time. So well, for I, anyone in a yeah, lot of ways. Well, that's true. A good point. But no, that was a that was not a terrible result for us, though. We really that was by far the least bet game of the weekend, probably because of the time slot, 10 a.m. But uh, Philadelphia was another side that was the, the number crashed and, and the and the betters were incorrect about that one. The, the people that moved the markets were incorrect on that one as well. But the Buccaneers, I, I know what Ed is saying. And then Tristan Wirfs getting hurt early in that game as well. So the. The Bucs have a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. They sure do. Um, and that's the concern for this coming week. Now, I, I was telling everyone, let's let's be very careful loving the Rams because the Cardinals didn't show up. Rams look like world beaters, mm-hmm. but they have a short turnaround. They got to go across the country, and they got to play Tom Brady. And I realize the Bucs are not the same team that they were in the Super Bowl last year, offensively, particularly with the weapons limited, but – you know, like Miller and some of these other wide receivers, Brady makes them look good. I'd be very careful about unloading on the Rams plus three. Brady makes them look good. I would argue that Bruce Arians makes them all look good as well. You know, yeah. Bruce Arians, I think maybe sometimes we have, we really forget how good of a coach he is. He got the Indianapolis Colts to a playoff game, Andrew Luck's rookie year, when Chuck Pagano missed the season with, with uh, while well, he battled cancer. He got that Arizona team to an NFC championship game. A few years later, they lost to the Panthers. And then he won a Super Bowl last year in Tampa Bay. They are missing a lot of their weapons on offense, but Arians has continued. Arians and Brady, of course, I don't want to take credit away from Tom Brady either. But those two together have continued to produce a very effective offense despite being down a number of key guys. It's, it's impressive stuff. Have you taken any sharp play on this game or anything like that? Uh, a new player. A new player. We don't really know him. He came in and he, bet, uh, he bet Rams plus three minus 110. He asked for 50,000. I want to say this was on Tuesday. And we gave it to him. Yeah, it was Tuesday. And we gave it to him. And uh, we went to plus three minus 120. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Of course, you're going to get some public money on the Bucks, But that's going to be a split game because the Rams were so impressive on Monday night. That was such an impressive win by the Rams. There will be public support for the Rams as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously Brady's always popping out the window too. Sure. Um, but I, uh, I do think there's going to be a little bit of a re- now. Look, they may win because with the O line issues that you mentioned, and mm-hmm. with Aaron Donald right there, I mean that's that's the kryptonite for Tom Brady. Get him off his spots. The Giants famously did that in a couple of Super Bowls, particularly the first one when they were what was it eighteen and zero. And I, um, I think the Rams have the goods for sure. I mean, they're for sure they have the goods, but. I would just say, just be careful, like assuming. I, I agree with you. I mean, because I know that the the Bucks center Jansen's also hurt, so you got Jansen and Worfs, all these injuries to the offensive line. Well, you don't want to be down your key offensive line guys when you're going up against Aaron Donald. That's a recipe for disaster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tampa Bay falls behind in that game, and, and the Rams' pass rush can start to tee off on Brady, it could be a very long day for the Bucks and. We've seen some scenarios where they fell behind and their offense couldn't get on track. The Saints game on Sunday night's an example of where they couldn't control the Saints pass rush and Brady looked very normal in that game. So 
it's not the Rams have every opportunity to win here. I mean, the table is set that, that that's a, talk about a top. Both the games on Sunday are just total toss up games. And I think that's going to be great for business because uh, you're going to see a lot of money on both sides of both those games. I agree. Well, I mean, they are both toss up, but I, I do not understand how anyone is betting the side in the Chiefs Bills game. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense to me. Like I, that's, but I also said that Georgia Bama and you know Georgia pretty much proved to be the right side. But I, I just, I just think that's such a coin flip. Like I'm just going to bet the over in the Chiefs game. Why would anyone try to bet the side? I understand the excitement. I'm going to wait for live wagering. I want to fire, but I just don't think there's an edge here. How are we getting this game in the divisional round? Buffalo, Kansas City, Josh Allen, and Pat Mahomes in the divisional playoffs. That's one of the best. It's one of the best divisional games I can remember. Honestly, uh, it's going to be a great time slot for for business. Sunday afternoon game, Sunday night on the East Coast at the Superbook in New Jersey. It's going to be a monster handle game. Very even betting already. We're at Kansas City one and a half. We saw the market open a little higher. We think Buffalo is better than Kansas City, so we open the the number a little bit lower. That doesn't mean that Kansas City can't win the game on Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead in a one-off scenario. Sure. Obviously, they can. They've got Pat Mahomes, for Christ's sake. But I do think that Buffalo is a little bit better than the Chiefs, better defensively than the Chiefs. And and Josh Allen, that performance he had on Saturday night was absolutely incredible. Insane. Absolutely. One of the best performances ever. One of the best quarterback performances I can ever remember seeing. And watching watching a team on third and medium run quarterback sweeps against the New England Patriots defense and having it work. Uh, Allen is, is a truly special player and it's going to be, a, and so obviously Mahomes is an otherworldly player. So just an outstanding quarterback matchup, great game, great handle game. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Haven't seen anything sharp on the side yet. I haven't really seen anything sharp on that game at all. So nothing. Not on that game. Not on the Kansas so it looks City like game. The sharp money, you know, the sharps kind of agree with me, at least so far. Um, but the numbers come down, what, the markets come down by like a half or one point? Yeah, well, we, we've, we've been trying to stay a little lower. We were staying a little lower at the beginning. Because like I said, we do think that Buffalo is a hair better than the Chiefs. And we remember the first game. This That was a long time ago. It was, I think it was the first or second week of October. But it was a Sunday yeah. night game in Kansas City. And the sharp guys, just everybody was on Buffalo like crazy in that game. And then the Bills crushed Kansas City. And then last week, we saw all the wise guy groups take the Bills against New England. And we saw a lot of sharp money come against Kansas City on Pittsburgh. So we thought if any, if the sharps were going to be on any side in this one, it would be the Bills. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, not a lot of teaser options. This is the first time, if these lines hold, since 1971, so over 50 years, that all four games in the divisional round have a point spread of six or fewer. So let's go to that six-point game. That's Green Bay, Saturday night, hosting San Francisco. Got some Jimmy G news surfacing, limited practice. This line's ticked up a little bit. We got basically sixes everywhere. Well, Jimmy G looked a little hurt in the wild card game, didn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't look he didn't look as effective as he'd looked the last few weeks of the regular season, where he actually played very well. And it looked like there was a big difference between Jimmy G and Trey Lance towards the end of the year for San Francisco. He looked a little bothered in that game. Nick Bosa left that game with an injury, left the Dallas game with an injury. Fred Warner left the Dallas game with an injury. Those might be the two best players on the San Francisco defense. They probably are. They're both listed as questionable for Saturday night. We expect them both to play, but they are both dinged up right now. So some really key injuries to the 49ers defensively. 
We opened this game a little higher than the market did. We think the number was it should be more like six, six and a half. We saw some other books open the game four, four and a half, which really surprised us. And we thought it was a little disrespectful to Green Bay because we've considered them to be the best team in the league for a while now. And the best team in, in the league doesn't always win the Super Bowl. We all know that. But right. Green Bay, we do believe, is the best team in the NFL. And we're, we're booking the game like that. We have seen a lot of money come in on, on the 49ers plus the points. But we've seen a lot of money come in on Green Bay money line, money line parlays with Green Bay, with the Green Bay Packers. And not surprising because they are the biggest favorite on the board this week, as you mentioned. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could tease uh, Buffalo up. I think that's going to be probably a sharp tease if you but the Green Bay is not quote unquote sharp because you don't go through seven. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo's got a high total too. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, a, good point. It's a it's a sharp teaser to go from one and a half to seven and a half to get the six pointer through at the cheaper juice, but it's a very high total. So it's not nearly as valuable as a teaser play as if the total was in the mid forties or even the high forties. And what's your juice on teasers? We're very high on teasers. Yeah. You know that. And we, we're we're minus sixty on seventy on seven pointers. So we're on seven pointers, but six seven. pointers. What is it? Forty. Yeah, forty. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. People should know that and shop around. There are obviously cheaper discounts, but teasers are very desirable. But the stars have to be aligned in one week in the playoffs. Obviously, you have a lot more options on the board during the regular season. Sure. I, I think that you mentioned that over. I love the Buffalo-Kansas City over. I just think both teams are going to put the ball in their in their hands of their quarterback. I don't think the defenses are that great, although Buffalo's statistically, but they've lost a key guy in white. Um, Kansas City's overrated defensively because – Offensive, I mean, defense. The, the the offenses they faced when they racked up some of those stats were just pathetic, like the Packers without Rodgers, Daniel Jones and the Giants, and um, the the Chargers moved at will, but they just you know stymied on fourth down, and then obviously the Bengals got them in the regular season. So I I, I think Buffalo should have their way with them offensively. They should. I mean, they really should. We'll, we'll check the weather there in that game Sunday night. Uh, but yeah, we we do give a slight edge to the Bills in that in that one. Uh, I, I think it's I'm excited to watch that game, though. I said last week that I thought Buffalo, New England was the was the most exciting matchup. I was wrong about that. But uh, I'll I'll go back to the Buffalo Bills. Well, again, this yeah. weekend, man, I, I think Bill's Chiefs definitely the best game of this weekend for sure. It figures it figures to be the case. We get it Sunday night and it's the highest total and the shortest number. That was the case sure. last week with Dallas and San Francisco. That ended up being the most intriguing game as well. If you can call that game, I mean, was that game intriguing? I thought the most intriguing game ended up being Raiders Bengals. Yeah, good point. Back and uh, forth a little bit. That game, uh, we had a lot of excitement in the room for that game. Huge crowd here for the for the first uh, Raiders playoff game as the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that that was a good time. Interesting decision to spike on first down. Interesting. I I I, I tweeted about it right away. You know me. I'm I'm always. Uh, I'm always giving insightful tweets to my yeah, audience yeah. there, but you gave up a down and, and, and if anything, you gave the Bengals a timeout because they're thinking at that point, you know, maybe, maybe we get the ball back and have a chance for a long field goal. Uh, I mean, if anybody needs to be calling timeout there, it's the Bengals. Uh, that was a terrible decision by the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things you can do sprint rollout, just try to get three yards for you. I mean, just, just numerous things. Um, okay. So you mentioned the T stuff. It's going to be a pretty – you're right. I think two-way action's coming this weekend. And any. what about the futures market? Anything jump out there? I mean, what was Buffalo, like 5-1 to one to win it all? Well, we, we got rid of our biggest futures liability on Saturday when New England got knocked out. The only team left that really, uh, that really 
really hurts us is the Rams. We're, we're pretty hung out to them right now. Green Bay is the favorite at plus 325. Kansas City, the second favorite at 4-1. to one. And the Bills and the Bucks are both 5-1. to one. So right now, we're in really good shape on all four of those teams. So our guys have done a really good job positioning us well on all the favorites. We do need to get the Rams out of there um, at some point. And we, we, had a, we had some pretty big money come in this week on the Rams to win the NFC as well. So we, we've taken some significant bets there on the Rams. I, I don't know that the, the value is really there. Uh, the gentleman took it at uh, plus four and a quarter yesterday morning, right when I was getting here. But uh, they, they're probably going to have to go through Green Bay next week, right? So I don't know that I, I don't know that he really got away with much on that one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, nothing jumps out to me. I thought Arizona could make a run with like Kyler Murray, but he just hit the wall. I mean, he was so checked out and just. Well, what happened to Kyler Murray on Monday night? I, I was he he was terrible in that game. So at, at some point, he Kyler Murray was a first overall draft choice. At some point, he needs to be criticized for that. That was a terrible performance by him and his team. It was insane. He, he was the number one pick in the draft. So he's got to be held accountable for something like that. Yeah, it was really bad. Really, really bad. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's get to the bonanza. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Murray, I took one on the chin there with the Cowboys, as I alluded to earlier. How did you do? I don't even – you can just take a knee the rest of the way. Well, I didn't I, – I, I had a loser. I don't know what it was. <laughs> whatever, whatever I said I liked lost because everything, everything I, lo- I liked last week lost, so I lost. But my guy came through, my, uh, the Prince of Props. He and I were chatting all weekend. He went two nice. and one. You know, occasionally he'll take a break from complaining about how many people now call themselves the Prince or King or Queen or Princess of Props to actually give me a pick, and he gave me two winners over the weekend. So. Good. We picked up a couple bucks. Uh, the Bonanza Burner guy tweeted at me that you you've got, you've gone out on your sword. Is that not so? What, what's the deal there? Are we still playing, or have you? I, well, I, was, I want to still play. Of course, we're playing. I was just okay. saying I'm waving okay. the white flag. Okay. Uh, I believe you went on the Raiders. I'm I'm checking the Darren's tweet. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. On the Raiders. Well, I like the Raiders and, and and I like the Cowboys. And then in my own pocket, I. I made a great bet on Monday. I bet Arizona. That was a good one. Nice John. way to nice. go. That was. I think. I think when it was twenty-eight to nothing, I said, "Okay, I think I'm going to look ahead to the divisional round." Very important. Did you did you get the three and a half or three? Because you know. uh, no, I think I. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I had four and a half. Um, I lost. I don't know that it mattered too much, but I guess if you made me pick something this week, I I sort of like the Rams, but I just can't go against Brady again. So I'll go with the guy that has delivered for me all year, the guy that I do have some future bets pending on right now, and that would be Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of books. Uh, Chris Andrews in the South Point have five and a half. Metcalf and Circa have five and a half. So I'll go Green Bay minus five and a half for 1100 on Saturday night. Great game. That's going to be an awesome game. The 49ers are the, the team, I think, in the NFC with the best chance of knocking off Green Bay because they kind of, they they run the football. They've got a. They can rush the passer with four guys. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is in such a rhythm right now. I, I just I don't believe I don't see anybody beating him right now. Yeah, my hope is the Niners escape with like a two point win. Excuse me, the Packers escape with like a two point win, and then I can come over the top with them against 
the Bucks or Rams because I think I think that's the that's the play. We Six, were gonna we were talking about that. Uh, we were talking about that Sunday. Myself, Ed, uh, Jeff Sherman, and our guys in the risk room were we were watching the Bucks and we felt like they were kind of uninspired. And we were saying, hopefully, they get to play a team in the next round that's not coming in off of a huge win, so that we can fade them. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams beat the Cardinals like a thousand to nothing. So that didn't work out for us. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to take Rams plus two and a half or plus three minus one twenty, but I, I was looking at maybe betting the Rams. If that game goes to plus three flat, I, I would have to consider a bet on the Rams there. But for now, I'll just go Green Bay minus five and a half. All right, my play is going to be the over in Arrowhead Sunday night, Buffalo, Kansas City. There is one fifty four at no, there's a couple. Uh, yeah, we, we have fifty four. Yeah, you guys, um, DraftKings. So I'll take fifty four. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Let's say two dimes. We're just gonna we're just gonna pick winners here. We're done. We're done with the bankroll. I'll have to reload. Maybe maybe a gift for Ellie on the line and your niece <laughs> and your niece. A little oh, bit both. Don't forget, I got another niece coming in April. Ooh. Uh, yeah, my brother Peter and his wife Chelsea are having a little girl in April. So that that could complicate things next week. Me and Peter were doing like a final final brothers trip. We're going to Columbus, Ohio, for the USA men's national team world cup qualifier against el salvador which is next thursday night so we might have to do a show on the road to preview the conference championship games obviously i'll be back in vegas for the games this next weekend but i will be with peter on a final trip before the little baby comes next next week so nice. we'll see. maybe we'll call in from uh the Col- so like a male baby boom yeah yeah so it'll be uh, it'll be fun It'll be fun having another little girl. And then Ellie's uh, as, a, as a troublemaker and a half. So really what you're going to have to do, man, is if you're going to keep losing, you're going to have to buy a lot of presents, dude. That's fine. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going to get Arthur something just because I like him. Forget about the bananas. I just want to get him a present. Man. He made it through one of his chew toys. I mean, he's made it through others, but this one he was working on for a while. He he got he got blood, basically. It was like It's like a moose. And it's yeah. got a, it's, you know, like those... Uh, like Jansport backpacks, whatever, like a camping kind of material. Yeah. It's like yeah, he, yeah. You know, so he's, that was what it was, and he got through one of the ears finally. So I have oh, a the, duck. He doesn't know I have a duck in the drawer that's been waiting to come out. That's the same, same sort of toy as I almost break my microphone. Um, yeah. So he's, he's going to have a replacement. This one's far from done, but he, he broke through here. She, she's got a, she's got a great duck that her uncle Sammy Paniotovich from Nesson got her. He sent her a, it's a terrific toy. She really likes it. She likes that one. My mom got her a beagle. I mean, she's got so many uh, stuffed beagle. She's got so many toys, but nothing can compete with running into the backyard and getting a stick that's four times her size and then running back inside with it. That is her favorite toy for sure. Um, all right, buddy. Let's, uh, let's, let's get hot. Let's get hot. Give out some winners into the Trying, Super Bowl. Man. So uh, let's turn things <laughs> around here. But uh, great stuff and great insight as always. Should be an ex- excellent, excellent football betting weekend with all these close point spreads suggesting as much. Yes, sir. And, awesome. Uh, we'll weekend talk to you next week. Back. We'll talk next Thursday. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra. Thanks to John Murray. And we're back to our regular schedule this week. Tonight and Friday, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. But we're an hour earlier on Sunday. So no Saturday show like we had last week. But we do have a Sunday show. And it is 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. So 5 a.m. West Coast. Early, early alarm for me. Not that it's not normally early. But, yeah, it's pretty brutal. But 
uh, want to get there. We'll have a lot of fun and get uh, hit the radio airwaves as well. So best of luck to everyone this weekend. <laughs>